Scripture memory verse tonight. We're going through Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. And tonight we're on 6, 14. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Ephesians 6, 14. Anybody else? Ephesians 6, 14. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the brightest plate of righteousness. Ephesians 4, 16, or 6, 14, I mean. Uh, Good job, Ray. Uh -huh. Anybody else want to try it? Ephesians 6, 14, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Ephesians 6, 14. I read Good too. job. Anybody? John, you want to read it? Yeah. Chapter 6, 14. Then, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Good job. Anybody else? Ephesians 6, 14. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Good job. Now, of course, we're entering into the pieces of armor now. You know, we've learned 610, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Everything that a Christian can do, he called them brethren, must be in the Lord and in his power and his might. It's not supposed to be our power and our might. It's not our works. It's not religions. For we do not wrestle against, oh, excuse me. What's the second? Uh, put Flesh on the blood. whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And it's the methodia, the methods of the devil. And, and when we put on the armor of God, we're, we're able, we have the ability now but we still have to choose to do it. The ability is there. I find that many people are not putting on the armor of God. And we're going to get to that. And why should we have the why should we want the ability? Why do we need the ability? Well, unless we put on the armor of God, we're not able to stand in Christ. Stand in his power and his might. We're not able to be strong in his power, in his might, unless we're putting on the armor. And you're going to see here in a minute as we begin that the armor is really putting on Christ. It's putting on Christ. That's what, you know, it's part of our sanctification. But here is a way to do it where you can actually think of it just like a Roman soldier. Just like maybe a police officer, you see what they wear, you see what they're doing. In this culture, there was Roman soldiers all over. They were on every corner. They were under Roman rule. So Paul uses this analogy to remind them to put on Christ. It's not an attitude. It's a lifestyle. It's how a Christian lives that you need to be reminded to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. If you're not reminded of that, you begin to do things in your own strength, your own way. 
You need to put on the armor of God so that you're standing in Christ and you have the ability to deal with the methods or the wiles of the devil. Now, his wiles are always dealing with lies. He's the father of lies. He's always going to want you to follow a lie, to follow a dead-end path, to follow your flesh. He wants you to do something that is a lie that is not going to grow you or help you go, but it's going to kill you and help you to, to reap the fruit of death, not the fruit of life. And listen, why do we need to, to be strong in the Lord? Why do we need to stand, which means to, it's histomai in the, in the strongs, and it means to abide in the vine, continue, and remain. It means to stay before Christ, to stay in the Lord, to stay in his power, to stay in his might. He says, not by power or not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. We want to be looking for his power, his might, his way. And it's because, verse 12, for we do not wrestle hand-to-hand -hand combat against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Listen, our battle is not flesh. It's not the Democrats. It's not the Republicans. It's not Black Lives Matter. It's not Antifa. It's not Proud Boys. It's not KKK. It's a spiritual host of wickedness. It's delegated authority that's ruled with a third of the angels that believe Satan and they fell from heaven with him and God has allowed them, he has allowed them to come down here and lie to us to test us to see if we would obey God or obey them. If we would be strong in the Lord and the power of his might or we would follow our flesh and when we give our life over to God, when we say we believe in God, then we have chosen to come back into his house and come back underneath his power and to follow his rules for his glory. So we need to put on, to take up, it says in verse 13, take up the whole armor of God. You don't want to just take up part of it. Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I got out some of my armor. I'm kind of hanging out and doing some other things over here. We want to put or take up the whole armor of God, that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. You withstand the barrage that might come because you're already preparing yourself. You're already putting on the armor. So you have to get started. That's what we talked about in our last lesson. He tells us to put on, but many people go, yeah, I need to put on the armor. Many people say, oh, the armor. No, you got to get started. You get started by getting in the word, prayer, and fellowship so that you learn truth so you can recognize the lie and you can withstand the onslaught of evil and you don't obey the liar, but you stand in Christ. So you have to start putting on the armor. Well, how do you start putting on the armor? I'm glad you asked. It's our verse tonight. Stand, abide, continue, remain, therefore having girded your waist with truth. Yes, I know it's girt your loins, but really loins means your hips or your waist. And, and girt means to fasten on your belt. 
to, to, to gird your loins or your waist with truth. Put on a belt of truth. See, listen, again, going back to the police officer or going back to the Roman soldier, everything that you're going to do begins with truth. Why? Because the enemy has lied to us. We're born with a sin nature. Our sin nature lies because it's underneath the sway of the wicked one. And we've been told lies. We look all around. The liar lies to you so that you won't do what? Follow truth. Let me remind you that every piece as we go through this is Christ. Remember in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. See, the belt of truth is a person. Truth is a person. It's Jesus Christ. And it all has to begin with him. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the beginning and the end. Everything has to start with Christ creating. He is a creator. Everything was created by him. We have to start with truth foundationally. He's the rock. He's the stone the builders rejected. And if we start with truth, he's our plumb line. He's what we're building on. He's a wise master builder that we can begin to build from there. And with the soldier or the, or the police officer, what did they do? They had a belt. You can see it today on any TV station or as you go down the road. And on their belt, all the rest of the things hang. All the rest of the weapons are attached to truth with their analogy. Without truth, the rest of the weapons are distorted. Listen, we need truth. So it has to start with a belt. And what they would do is they would, they would gird their loins. They had the, and I need to really find out what they're called. They're not kilts. But they would have the long gowns that they wore. And they were open. And they were like, I mean, really we would call them almost like dresses. You know, or a kilt. And what they would do in order to, they couldn't move real good in them because they always grabbed their knees, right? So what they would do is they would reach down underneath them and they would grab the back of that dress or whatever you call it. I need to figure that out eventually. And then they pull it up like this and then they tuck it down inside here, right? Their, their sash thing or their rope that they had around them. And that would give them like they had pants on, and they could run better. They could fight better. They could gird their loins and, and be able to move in a way. So listen to me. When you don't know the enemy, and he's a liar, and you don't have truth, you can't move without tripping. It's always going to be a bad path. It's always going to be a bad step. But when you have truth now, and you're girding your waist with truth, and you go, wait a minute, Jesus is truth. And we're going to start with what he says, because it's God's word, right? He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So we know that truth is this word. Truth is this word. This is, this is his truth. It's what he spoke. It's what he's done. It's his history. It's his word. It's his kingdom. It's his way. It's his law. It's his glory. This word reveals all of this to us. It reveals God's heart. Truth does. So what's the liar trying to do? Get us to follow some other way. So what's he do? He attacks the word. He attacks the truth. He attacks what really is truth. Think about it. God created. In the beginning, it's the very first words of truth in the Bible. 
Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created. What does the enemy do? He comes in and says, no, God. It was evolution. Listen to me. Because the attack is on the foundation. Is this true? If this is true, you put everything in it. You don't believe any other lies. If it doesn't line up with truth, then it's not the belt. It's not something to build from. It's not something to attach and put on. And that's why it's so important that we digest the word of God to learn what God has said, to what truth is, so we don't follow the lie. If we're strong in the Lord in the power of his might, and we put on the armor of God, then we may be able to stand against the lies of the devil, against the lies of creation, okay? The lie is evolution. I was talking to a guy yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. And nice guy, one of the nicest guys you might ever want to meet, but he believed in evolution and didn't really believe in God. Mm. And I said, well, the devil's got you. See, it's called indoctrination. Somebody will say, well, they're just, they've indoctrinated you. Well, this is truth. I want to be indoctrinated in truth because that means I have been taught the word of God. Doctrine means teaching, the act of it, or, or how to live here in doctrine, God's truth. If I believe God is, and I do, if I believe God created and he did, then I want to be indoctrinated with truth because that's how my belt works. If I'm not indoctrinated, I'm not learning truth, my belt, my pants are falling down. Think about it. You're trying to run a race to win and your pants are falling down. I was watching uh, 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 Dumbest Criminals the other day. Uh, we were watching this, and this guy tries to steal a TV and runs out the front door, and, and the, gu the guys are chasing him, and his pants fall down, and he trips and falls on his face. It was the dumbest things in the world. And that's the way most Christians are living their Christian life, with their pants falling down, because they haven't girded their waist with truth, because they don't have a relationship with the Word of God. Learning the truth, this is what he has given us. Think about it. Look in our schools. Look in our country. Look in our colleges. What have they done? They indoctrinated people with evolution. They indoctrinated people with abortion principles, thinking that, God, that, that it's not a life. But now they're proving that if a lady gets to see her baby, 85% of women who sees the baby move in the womb to an ultrasound choose not to abort that baby because they see it's a life. But in schools, they're indoctrinating people to believe that it's not a life. It's not a life until it breathes. They're indoctrinating them to believe that there's more than one sex and that gay marriage is okay. That you can, you, and this is against God. It's against truth. It's against the belt. And this is where the war comes in. Listen to me. You have to put on the belt of truth. Gird your waist with truth. Are you putting on truth? And 
And when you put on truth, this belt, all the rest of your weapons are going to hang on it. Think about it. When you look at a police officer, a Roman soldier, think about it. A police officer would have his gun there, his taser there, his handcuffs there. He's got everything on there. He's got his mace on there. Everything is hooked to. They used to have their walkie-talkie there. Now they got them strung up off of their, their walkie-talkies there, but they got the thing strung up to here. So they can just go, and they give a call, just a, a, a yeah, signal four, you know, or whatever. I don't know what they call. But it's all attached to that belt. And without truth, your weapons aren't attached to it. If you're, you're, you're running and your pants fall down. Think about that. If you're running and your pants fall down. Truth is holding your pants up. Now listen to me because I want you to understand that truth and lie are presented always to your mind. To your mind. Think about it. Truth and lie. Who are you trusting in in truth? It's presented to your mind first and then you believe it or you don't believe it. But if a lie of evolution is presented to you and it's presented by people that are supposed to be your peers, listen, your parents, get this, send you to a school and says you've got to get an education. Listen to them because they're teaching you what life is about. And then they start teaching you about safe sex and they start teaching you about condoms and they start teaching you about abortion and they start teaching you about evolution and they're not teaching you about God. They start teaching you about homosexuality and all these different kinds of sex. And they're not teaching you about God. They're teaching you lies from the devil. And listen, listen, I'm not picking on the teachers. I'm not picking on the principal. This is a not flesh and blood. It's principalities and powers. It's rulers of the darkness of this age. What they're doing is indoctrinating the teachers. And it's over and over and over again. And it's what God has tried to do with us. He says, listen, if you're my people, then you train your children in the way they're supposed to go. But what are we doing? Because we're chasing our idols, we pass our kids off to a system that's lying to them and indoctrinating them. Instead of making it the parent's responsibility as God has, he's given us a stewardship with our kids to teach them truth, to train them in the way that they're supposed to go. Listen, this is the warfare. It's happening in our streets. It's happening everywhere. But it's because we aren't dealing with it in our house. Everybody's worried about the White House. But what about your house? What are you doing with your children at your house to teach them truth so they don't believe the lies. Listen to me. It's, it's, it's all going back to, did God say? Yes, God said, in the beginning, I created the heavens and the earth. Well, not in school. They're saying that evolution caused it all. Did God create a male and female and, and, and bring them together, Adam and Eve, and create the first marriage? Well, not in school. They're indoctrinating them that they can be Adam and Steve. They're indoctrinating them that you can do all kinds of stuff. And somebody will say that, that we're indoctrinating people. You better believe we are. 
We want them to know truth so that they don't believe the lie. And that's all God's doing. He sent his heart down here. He sent his son Jesus down here. He gave his only begotten to die for us, to pour out his blood so that we would see truth incarnate. We would see the heart of God. And we would have an opportunity to say yes, God, and stop saying no to God. But we can't listen. It starts in your mind, and you can't be double-minded. Listen to me. Positionally, when you believe in Jesus, when you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Listen, righteousness is involved. We're getting ready to see that. It's the second. The first thing you need to know about truth is that righteousness comes from Christ. It's your blessed plate, blessed plate of righteousness. That's why they're in this order. First, you have to know that there's truth. It's a person, and righteousness comes from him. Or you can believe the lie, and it's unrighteousness. These are very simple little principles that need to be divided. How do you find truth? You look in God's word. You compare everything to the foundation, Jesus. How do you find unrighteousness? You look at the world. It's underneath the sway of the wicked one. The Bible tells us in 1 John 5, 19, I know you're of God, but the whole world lies underneath the sway of the wicked one. So what the wicked one does is he takes truth and he distorts it just a little bit. And if you believe his truth, it leads you away from God. It leads you into yourself. It leads you into a lie. And you don't have a belt of truth on. You have a belt of supposition, of hypotheses. You have a belt of lies on. And then you begin to put weapons on it based upon lies. How can half of the church, listen to me, how can maybe 80% of the church believes in Black Lives Matters? Oh, this is controversial, isn't it? God's word, the truth is, is all life matters. And if black lives matter, then why are we killing millions of black babies? Why are we shooting black men to death in the streets, black on black crime? Listen, we have to wake up to truth, not follow the world's uh, 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 stereotype or, 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 or narrative of what's going on. Follow what God has told us is true. There's one race the human race, and every life does matter. If black people are being killed at an alarming rate or at a wrong rate or on purpose just to annihilate them, any genocide should be dealt with. Why are we not dealing with the genocide of babies being killed? Over 60 million now to date since Roe versus Wade. Why do you think the Democrats are going crazy about a new Supreme Court justice they're afraid that we'll quit killing babies. Why would they be afraid to quit killing babies? Why would they yell that they're Catholic, but they're for killing babies? Why would they be against a Supreme Court justice who's Catholic, but stands on her principles of the word of God, that God is a God of life? Because it's lies. We want truth. We want truth in our inmost parts. So when you believe in Jesus and you believe the first truth that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, positionally, you're saved. But practically, now you have to be sanctified. 
How are you sanctified? John 17, 17, Jesus is praying, and he said to the Father, sanctify them with truth. Your word is truth. So we have to have that belt on securely. We have to have the relationship with the word of God written and the word of God living. That's the spirit and the word that washes and cleanses us and makes us more like Christ or will follow the lie. That's why the church today is following the lie. They would rather believe in their indoctrination from our schools of higher learning. They would rather believe in the professional people with PhDs than in the great physician who says, follow my truth. Put on the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness is the very first thing that happens. Listen, you need to know this because he's going to attack your mind. Well, wait a minute. These other people are following that. So in my mind, I think I need to follow what they're following. What did God say? Not what does people say. Not what does the world say. What does God's word say? So that's the belt of truth. You put it on and then all the other thing in your life is going to stem from that. And the first truth is that breastplate of righteousness. Listen to me. Here's the truth. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He, be, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now what is righteousness? Well, righteousness is, here's a big, here, it's a big fancy word, but it literally means right living before God. Listen to me. It means right living before God. Righteousness means equity of character or act. It means justification. Now, what does equity mean? It means justice. It means right. In practice, equity is the impartial distribution of justice according to God and man. God first. It, it just means doing the right thing with reason every time with the wisdom of God. Right living before God. It comes from a word that means innocent and holy. It comes from a word that means right. Just doing right. Well, how do you know what's right? Truth. The belt of truth. And the first thing that he gives us is his righteousness. It's imputed. Christ is our righteousness. It's uh, 1 Corinthians 1.30. He is our righteousness. He gives us his righteousness. He lived a perfect life. It's imputed to it. It goes on our account. He took our death. He took our punishment. He took the full wrath of God, and he gives us a breastplate of righteousness. Listen to me. We become believer priest, and our breastplate here is righteousness. What's on our chest is righteousness, not because of what you've done or you've done or what I've done, but because of what he did. Now we have a right standing of innocence and holiness before God positionally. But practically, we have to learn how to do that. Do you know in the Old Testament what the priest had? They had a breastplate. They had a breastplate and they had an ephod over it. And the ephod had all the 12 tribes represented and it reminded them that they were representing the 12 tribes before God. They would take them back and lay them before God, and God would tell them what to do, and they'd go back to the 12 tribes. You and I have a breastplate of righteousness that reminds us that we're right with God because of Christ, 
and that we're believer priests that believe in that righteousness and we go to others with truth. That's why we have to remind ourselves every day that we're being strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Not in ours. We're standing with the belt of truth on and putting on the breastplate of righteousness because of what He has done. Because the enemy is going to attack you and go, you're bad, you're evil, look what you said, look what you did. No, 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 no. I have a breastplate of righteousness on because of what Christ did. And then I take the rest of the truth and I say, I know I messed up there. I'm asking for forgiveness, Father, in the name of Jesus. And he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all what? Unrighteousness. Living wrong. He's slowly washing and cleansing you as you confess and say, yes, Lord, that is wrong. I'm going to follow truth and believe that it is wrong. I'm not going to listen to the world. And because the world now makes it okay to smoke marijuana, it's the law that, oh, I get to do it now. No, it's still unrighteousness. See, because we follow God, not the world. Listen to me. We follow righteousness, not unrighteousness. And we look what God says to do, not what the world says to do. If you follow human standards, it's underneath the sway of the wicked one. Listen to me. It's important that we understand that it doesn't matter who's in the White House. It matters who's in God's house. Now, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. I would encourage you to vote for Donald Trump. And I don't care what all the other people are saying. But they're both, listen, this is going to surprise you. They're both underneath the sway of the wicked one. If Donald Trump would begin to surrender to Jesus, he wouldn't act the way he acts. But he's actually doing, he's the most pro-life president ever, ever in our history that I know of. And he's doing everything he can to, to, to reverse all of Obama's attacks on the church. He's doing everything he can, even executive orders, to open the churches. We need people praying. You know, at the same time, they're trying to defund the police, which is a lie. And they want to hire counselors to go with the police door to door, which actually, what's going on there? They're getting rid of the church. Pastors are already volunteering to do that. There's, there's chaplains in every police force in America that go with them on crime scenes and go with them and counsel people. So what they do is they get rid of the church. They get rid of what the church is already doing. And then they shut down churches. They shut down the word of God. The only thing, that's what the attack is on. It's on truth. The attack is on truth. Just like President Trump said, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. Because the devil, it's the, not flesh and blood. It's, it's, it's the rulers of the darkness of this age. It's principalities and powers of the air. It's a spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. They want to kill the ambassadors for Christ. They want to kill people who live for God. They want to kill people who are proclaiming truth. And they're doing a great job of it because people aren't reading the truth. They aren't spending time with truth. They aren't building a relationship with this belt. So they don't understand that positionally they're righteous. 
They're trying to stand in their own strength, and they have this form of godliness which denies the power thereof. And the attack, again, is where? It's on the mind. It's on the mind. Listen. Paul tells us, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Paul tells us to put on the mind of Christ. What is that? That's truth. You want to know the mind of Christ? Right here. Read his word. This is what he said. It came out of his mind. Listen to me. Here is truth. And if all of us were putting on the mind of Christ, we would be a lot closer to the same thoughts to the same things. When they indoctrinate kids in school, when they indoctrinate people in college, what do they do? They take one professor that teaches everybody in the room the same thing, the same mind, the same thoughts, the same ideas about this one subject. And guess what? They're going to do it in a bigger, wider. They're going to do it on Zoom. One person can lie to millions of people at the same time on the nightly news. One person can lie to millions of people at one time if he lectures on TV. Millions and millions of people hear the same lie. And it's the same thing when this video of this teaching goes up on the internet, everybody who listens to it can hear and be indoctrinated with truth. The word of God. They don't have to listen to the lies of the wicked one. They can draw near to God. They can put on the belt of truth. They can understand the breastplate of righteousness. That they represent God and righteousness to all people. Not because of who they are, but because of who he is. The same way the Old Testament priests represented the tribes. Not because of who they were, but because of who God was. And what he had instructed them to do. And he's instructed you and me as believer priests to go to all nations. And to teach them. Oh, wait a minute. All nations and baptize them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then to do what? To teach them truth. Teach them all I commanded you. Teach them to obey it. And he says, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Truth is with us. The spirit of truth has been sent back to us. Listen to me. So it starts in the mind. Are you going to believe that this book is truth? Then it begins with God created. So that rules out evolution. Then God, as, as the enemy attacked marriage, God created the first marriage, Adam and Eve, right? And he said, be fruitful and multiply. So then the enemy attacks marriage. And he's been doing it ever since. He attacks everything that God says to do. Uh, train your children. So what does he do? He creates a system where we hand our children off to everybody else instead of training our children. It's parents' responsibility. But we have broken homes. And that's the biggest problem in poor homes and in black homes and in white homes and in red homes. It doesn't matter what homes. It's there's no father standing up for the culture. And if you want to know the truth, one of the biggest problems they have with Donald Trump is he's a man that stands up and they can't run over him. He stands on his principles and he will not let them run over him. And listen, the Bible tells us to act like men. To stand up 
and put on the mind of Christ and protect our homes and tell people the truth. But that's the attack, isn't it? Oh, it is the attack right now. We want to feminize men. We want to attack the male and make women the head of everything. And I'm not speaking against women, but they're speaking against God when they attack the male. I'm not speaking against any of God's plans or his creation. I'm trying to reveal truth so you can begin to put on this belt. And listen to me. If the world says it and it doesn't line up with the Bible, it's bad. It's a lie. It means it's attacking your belt. Now you can't stand without tripping. Jesus did all of this so that we would not stumble. He's speaking to us so we would not stumble and fall down because our pants are around our knees. we got to put on the belt of truth so we can run a race at a steady gait. We can run a race to win because we got the truth. And he's on our side. He lives in our hearts. He is actually being the umpire in our hearts with truth. And so he gives us his righteousness, his perfection, Right? So that now we don't have to worry about our position. We can learn to follow truth without thinking we're going to die. I'm going to go to hell. I'm going to get punished. No, he took that for us. He set us free so we could follow truth. He set us free so we could follow him and tell others what we're doing. Because we're righteous. We're our only righteousness. The only way we can do anything right is when we are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Everything else, he doesn't even recognize flesh. Flesh will always end you in a ditch. So it starts again in the mind. Are you putting on the mind of Christ? Are you learning the word of God? Are you asking and having a relationship with God by asking the Holy Spirit to wash you and cleanse you and teach you truth? Listen, it's stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, right? Because that's going to be next week's scripture is shodding your feet. When you're putting on truth, you're standing in righteousness, you're preparing your feet to go to give out the gospel that brings peace to all men. But then he says, above all, Take up the shield of faith above everything. Because see, unless you have faith, you can't even believe that Jesus is truth. And that mustard seed of faith is given to you by God, and you have to feed it. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And yet I get ahead of myself, but we need to understand this all together. Jesus is our peace, we're told in the book of Ephesians. He is our faith. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And then we take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And then we're praying always. How much is that? There's no way to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might unless you're praying. There's no way unless you open up the gates of heaven and you come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There needs to be this oxygen. We can't keep running with our pants hanging down. We need to gird them with the truth of God's word so we can run to win. So we can run in righteousness. So we can tell others the truth. But the enemy wants to 
throw the lies at our mind. You know what the enemy wants us to do? Listen, you remember James? Camel knees, Jesus' brother? What does he tell us in James chapter 1? He says, if you lack wisdom, ask God. But if you ask God and you're double-minded, remember the truth and the mind. It always starts in the mind. If you ask God and you're double-minded, what does that mean? It means that you hear truth and you say, let me find another way. Double-minded. You go to the lie. I don't like the truth, so I'm going to go to the lie. He said, let not that man think that he would receive anything. He's double-minded, unstable in all of his ways. That's James 1.8. Double-minded man, he's unstable in all of his ways. When you listen to other voices, other lies, it makes all of your counsel and all of your wisdom tainted with earthly, central, demonic wisdom. You have to say, God, I want your truth. I want to do it your way. Which way is that? And when he answers and says, well, it's with crucifixion. It's, if you want to be a new creation, then it's, then it's, I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself up for me. So it's the mind that you're dealing with. The mind. Remember later in James 4? He says, it starts with submitting to God. What? Submitting to truth. Then resisting the devil. You can't resist the devil unless you know the truth. You have the belt of truth. And you know that you're righteous in Christ. But then he says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Listen, this is God's sanctification. How does the double-minded purify his heart? Truth. Once again, you begin to say, Lord, I've been listening to the lie. I've been seeing your truth that I need to be in the word, prayer, and fellowship. I need to put on the belt of truth, but I choose to go the easy way, the least resistant way, the way where I'm not treated that way, the way where it's easier for my flesh. There's two ways. One is truth and one is lie. The lie is coded in a whole lot of stuff. The lie is presented in a whole lot of ways. Listen, I'm telling you right now that either we're being indoctrinated with truth and putting on the belt of truth and standing in righteousness or we're listening and being double-minded and following lies. And that's why we can have people that have so many different opinions in the church. They're, they're being double-minded. They're making up their own ways because it feels better. It's politically correct. But that battle is, is coming from the, the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Compromise truth. If you compromise truth. Do you know there's churches that believe in gay marriage? There's churches that are ordaining Gays, there's churches that are approving of these things. That's because they're not really churches. See, if you live just like the world, you're not the church. The church is the ecclesia. It's the called out ones. You've come out of the way that they think, and you begin to have your mind washed and purified, sanctified and cleansed by the washing of the water through the word. 
You're, you're, you're submitting to God and resisting the lie. You're submitting to truth and resisting the lie. Because God is truth. And listen to me. You don't see this much. Because we're all teaching in the churches this little soft, ooey-gooey love. We call it sloppy agape. Sloppy agape. Where everything's just love, man. Just love, man. Well, God is an equal balance of love and justice. Righteousness is right living before God. And if we don't have right living according to God's word before him, then we're going to have justice in a way where we don't want it to be before him when we stand at the judgment seat. Because we are called out and given perfect righteousness freely as a gift. But it's, if it's freely given to us and we freely accepted that cup to drink it, then we will walk in a way that is worthy of his high calling. We will want to obey. We will want to follow him. We're not going to have it in perfection. I was just seeing today that in the King James, not the New King James, the New King James says, I will complete the work I started in you until the day of Christ Jesus in Philippians 1.6. But you know, in the King James, it says, I will perfect the work I started in you until the day of Christ Jesus. Perfect is part of complete, but complete is not part of perfect. See, because you can think you're complete and you're not perfect yet. But once you're perfect, it's complete. And you're not going to be complete until you see him face to face. Listen to me, that's a very important thing that you might not have caught. You're not complete unless you're perfect. And that's when you see him face to face. But you might think, I've got that dealt with and I'm complete and you not be perfect yet. Nobody has arrived, not even Paul. So we want to allow him to keep sanctifying us. We want to keep putting on truth. We want to keep walking and following him in his righteousness until we see him face to face. And then that righteousness becomes our own because we're just like him to be with him forever. And it isn't our own because we did it. It's because of what he gave to us as an inheritance, as joint heirs. Listen to me. Don't believe the lie. Listen to me. How do you keep from believing the lie? You put on the, you gird your waist with truth. Let me tell you what that said. And there was another important thing in the King James. Because my Bible says, uh, um, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. You know what the King James says? It doesn't say put on. It says having on. See, because you're not taking it off and putting it on. It says having on. And the only way to have it on is to believe the truth. When you start believing the truth, you already have on a breastplate of righteousness. You don't have to put it on. It's on you because of your position in Christ. And now what you have to do is keep listening to truth. Keep following truth. Keep running the race with endurance. So next week is 15, 615. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Make sure you write that down. Listen, I don't know if you guys do this, but I get up every single morning. Listen to me. It's very important that you do this. 
You don't want to run your day by not doing this. But you remind yourself that you're putting on Christ. That you're living for Christ. That, it, that you're standing in Christ. That you're fighting in Christ. But you're fighting from victory, not for victory. Every single morning, I get up and put on the armor of God. And it's something that reminds me of who I am and where I am. And that He is my weapons. He is my strength. He is my power. He's every piece of the armor. But when you get up and you say, I'm a soldier in the army of the living God, and I don't want to be entangled with the affairs of this life that I might please him who called me to be a soldier, then you remember that it's not your life, that you've been bought, you've been redeemed, that now you're living for him. And as you're running, no matter what happens, suffering, pain, heartache, tires, flat, breaks, whatever it is, all that's just part of life. And you keep the main thing, the main thing, that is winning souls, discipling souls, encouraging souls. But you can only do that if you're in prayer with God. If you're building a relationship with truth, you have to make sure you're doing that. Because that truth is preparing you for the new lie that's coming. And I'm not talking about new, new lies that the world makes up. I'm talking about the one that's just going to actually present itself to you. And you need to have truth so you can have wisdom to see it. You can have eyes to see it and you don't follow it. And if you do start following it, you don't follow it very far because you realize this is not of God. This is not truth. So you won't follow it. But look at the churches today. They're following every wind of doctrine. They're being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Like the waves of the seas because they're double-minded. They want to be men-pleasers instead of God-pleasers. And you and I have to understand that everything that we do has to put God first. God before our family. Do you know the Bible teaches that if you don't uh, uh, love God more than your own family. See, because your family can become an idol. Many people have done that today. They begin to say, well, I gotta be, I gotta be faithful to God, and I gotta take care of my family, I gotta make sure my family's getting what they need, and all of a sudden, they become your idol. You begin to serve the family, and the reason you're serving them is to take care of them, but you thought you was doing it for God. And the devil just deceives you into making that your idol, your family. And you forget to pray, you forget to be in the Word of God, you forget to teach them a relationship with God. And that's the first calling of the man of God. is not just to protect your family, but to love your family and train your family in the way that they should go and cover them. So you have to begin to pick up the armor, to put it on. And it starts with truth. Truth is a person. You gird your waist. You put on the belt of truth. And then you begin to hang everything else on there so that you can be ready, always ready to fight. Now listen, the battle's the Lord's, but he's called us to stand in that victory. How do you stand in a victory? If you don't tell somebody, that's error, that's wrong, that's not truth. You have to be telling them that. Or they will believe the lie and keep running that way. And that's where the rub meets the road, because then they start saying, I'm saved because I said a prayer. You're judging me, man. 
No, I'm judging that thought, that idea, that lie, that practice, because it's not godly. It doesn't line up with the belt of truth, the person of truth. And if you are confronted with truth, and you hear something that is true, and you get mad at the person, or you reject that truth because it doesn't fit your lifestyle, remember this. You're rejecting God. That's why you have to have this. So what do people do? They go, okay, let's discard the word of God and let's do what feels good. I'm going to be nice to everybody and I'm going to love everybody and I'm going to let you do what you want to do. But I believe in God. He's a really good guy upstairs. But I have no knowledge of who the truth is. And I let everything happen. That's called humanism. It's called death. That's not called Christianity. That's not truth. That's not righteousness. That's allowing all unrighteousness to keep going. It's time that we wake up in the church. The Bible is clear on what we're supposed to do. We have to put on truth. Truth is a person. Truth is a way. Truth is life. And if we follow the lie, it is death. It's guaranteed to be death. When it's full-blown, it brings forth death. So make sure you're following Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Put on the mind of Christ. Investigate. Listen to me. Investigate. Because the attack is on truth. Investigate. Do you know what? I just want to close with this. He's talking about talking to the guy about evolution. If he would just investigate what he had been taught. How come they don't investigate what the world is teaching them, but they will investigate what the Word of God says and said the Word of God's not true. I investigated it. But they don't investigate the lying doctrines they're told in schools. Listen to me. Just a little bit of investigation. If you go look for the truth, I guarantee you, you'll find him. And it's Jesus. And you'll be able to begin to put on the armor of God and stand as a soldier in the army of the living God. And you will not fall for the lies of the wicked one anymore. Next week, 6.15, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You want to have peace? Shod your feet with this gospel, with this truth. Walk in this righteousness. And there's always going to be peace. Amen? Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you.